All right, y'all, get ready for another edition of News and Trends. It's your host, Dave and Lynn. Welcome, welcome, welcome to News and Trends with Dave and Len. I'm your host, one of your hosts anyway, David Coker. I'm uh, of Dave Mark Inc. and proprietor, uh, promoter, man about town, mayor of Wilmington. You can call me <laughs> the, you know, the, the, so, the mayor. But, but you know, I got a lot of titles. I got a lot of titles. I see. But, anyway, but um, I, I'm I'm sitting here with my man. Mr. Leonard Young, Mr. Leonard, go ahead, introduce yep, yourself. This is uh, Leonard Young, CEO of National Black Guide, DelawareBlack.com, Black media specialist, and uh, I can finally claim my title, All Around Good Guy. There you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's going on, guy? Man, you know, same old, same old, you know, trying to stay uh, COVID-free and debt-free around here, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's the crazy world we're in right now, and but they, you know, ironically, they're saying the numbers are going down, starting to go down a little bit now. Okay. Well, I hope when these numbers go down, the uh, these cryptocurrencies go back up because they have plummeted. <laughs> Dave, when I say yeah. they have plummeted, they have plummeted. I no, I've been paying attention. Between that and the stock market, you see the stock market took a big hit too. Oh, no, I, I didn't see. You know, I, Oh, I, yeah. I yeah, told I myself... Uh, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna let my wife do her stock market thing. I'm gonna do the cryptocurrencies. I don't even want to look at it. Yeah, uh, the stock market took a big, big hit, man. So yeah, wow. so right now the whole world is the whole world is crying right about now. Now, unless oh, you yeah. went out there, unless you got lucky enough to go to a casino or or made <laughs> some money over the weekend betting, you know, that's that's the only way you're gonna get some money right now, you know. Yeah, so. what do you say quick and easy? There you go. That's a quick and easy way, you know, do it, maybe, maybe do a scratch off or something like that. But we want to welcome everybody that's uh, been listening. Matter of fact, we want to say thank you for everyone that's been listening yeah, thank so you. far. Uh, we really appreciate it. We've gotten a lot of good feedback and we want to continue to get your feedback. So make sure you stay tuned to, you know, our future shows and everything. And always, uh, let us know what you're thinking by just putting it out there in our chat or our comment section. And, you know, we would definitely hit you back with, um, with, with our comments in reference to whatever it is that you're putting out there to us. So we really appreciate everyone that's been listening so far. All right. So you ready to get to this, man? Yo, Dave, let, let's get it started. Uh, let's get it started. Okay. Well, let's see. I'm going to bring up our first story today. Uh, I don't know if you guys have been paying attention to all the all the stuff that's been going on with these PPP loans and a lot of fraudulent loans and a lot of people in the entertainment business have been connected to it, not just entertainment, but also in the sports industry as well. So recently, uh, in the last couple of days, there were a couple of um, there were a couple of people that got caught up in the um, in this in this um, whole thing in reference to these PPP loans. And they're saying that, um, I don't know if you're familiar, are you familiar with the young lady? Her name is Ion. Um, 
what was her name? Overman, Ion Overman or Ian Overman. You ever hear that name before? Yeah, so I'm not, but you know, I, I saw in the story she was on uh, Desperate Housewives and, and Medea goes, yeah, so I, I probably recognize her if I saw her, but yeah, the, yeah, the name alone doesn't ring a bell. Well, then couple other uh, uh, other movies and whatever nice nice looking woman but she was one of the ones that got caught up and then uh this guy by the name of i want to make sure i get his name right carlos um stevens who worked with romeo and and master p i mean there's been some notable people that's gotten wrapped up in this thing and you know and some big money, like the one of the uh, main guys from the group Pretty Ricky. Oh yeah, he got I, I did see that. Up. He's getting thirty months in jail over this whole thing, man. Well, I mean, he, he's probably. I mean, he, he's probably lucky with that number because I would almost think it would be more, but because um, I think the article said he got over two million dollars. Well, how, how much money did he get? Two million. Uh huh. Uh, he got around two million dollars. Yeah, he got. He, it was over two million dollars, man, that he got. Wow. Yeah, I mean, what? and you know, they just kept going back to the well, man. I mean, you know, he got one for over four hundred thousand. Then he got another one for over seven hundred thousand. Wow. I mean, you know, and these guys, you know, they just kept going back to the well. Now, I understand that you, you know, during that time during COVID at its height, that there was um, a lot of people wasn't working. You know, they wasn't being able to go out and make their money like they were used to acting and all, all the, you know, concerts and whatever. But so a lot of them were taking out these PPP loans and saying that, you know, that they had set up these corporations, dummy corporations, as far yeah. as themselves and saying that they had people working underneath them and had all these people working underneath them, which they didn't. And they were just pocketing this money and so forth. And now, course everything was cool but now these companies are coming after their money yeah exactly because they, yeah because they're you know some of these loans some of them were grants but some but these ones these loans here they yeah, want their money ppp loans yeah well, they he, want their money they, and, so go ahead, go ahead oh yeah you know i was gonna say what i think is so funny about it and i wonder how much it contributes so you know first of all they, they were in atlanta which we probably consider, you know, the Mecca of the South, you know, the place where a lot of black people like to stunt, you know, clothes, jewelry, cars, houses. Right. I wonder of these people, how many were flaunting their wealth on social media? And uh, so th there was another guy I saw, he was out of Miami. <clears throat> so when he got his PPP money, he bought a Lamborghini, he's flashing jewelry on social media. So, you know, I'm curious how many of these people would have flown under the radar if they were, because, you know, I mean, I probably think for every person they catch, there's probably like five people who, you know, they're probably not going to catch. So, yeah, I'm curious how people flaunting their their wealth or their PPP loans have contributed to them getting, uh, you know, caught up. Well, that's true. Well, well, you got to look at, I mean, these people that are celebrities, if they, they're used to making a certain amount of money um, in the year, throughout the year, excuse me, um, and they can't, and, and, and they're not out there making money or whatever the case may be, uh, these, these loans, I'm pretty sure, are probably just dropping the bucket right. of what it is that they usually are used to having. Now, 
But if you're if you, if you're a person who who goes out here like this guy got the two million dollars. Mm-hmm. Now, pretty Ricky hasn't been that relevant in a while now. No, you know they, what I mean? They, they haven't. I mean, you know, they're probably making their money going out on old school tours yep. or whatever the case may be. So a two million dollar loan, you know, uh, well, it was a combination of more than one loan. But to come up with two million dollars. It's probably a nice little hit for him. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, you know, the other thing I was thinking, too, if they're in debt, because, you know, like a lot of these people flashing money, that don't mean they got it. So I can see a lot of people doing these PPP loans really to cover debt. Yeah. But um, once you get the money, like Dave, so I don't know if you've ever been in a situation where you owe people money. Then you come into a little bit of money. You're like, OK, I'm going to pay them back. But then once you Man. get it, you're like, you know what? Let, you know, let me go out to eat. Let me take a trip here. You know, let me and do that's all that's why this. people end up, that's why people end up in small claims court most of the time right. because they don't <laughs> people <laughs> exactly <laughs> you know and that's the thing because you want to make sure you have to make choices as far as what it is that you want to do with the money. Now of course you could if you have if you're a person if you never had money, think about it. if you never had money, you came yeah. into money all of a sudden. You know you got a lot of decisions to make. You know you what do. I mean? You do. You, <laughs> you got you, a lot of decisions to make. You do, got you do once, the right thing. You got once and needs. Do the wrong thing? Yeah, that's right. That's right. So you got the wants and the needs. And a lot of the time, the wants went out. Or by the time you get to the needs, the money done ran out. The money that ran out. You know, I need to pay this. I need to pay that. Oh, oh man. <laughs> you know, my once, my once took over, you know, yeah, because, exactly. you know, look, look, uh, you think about it. Who would love to go to, uh, you know, you're a young guy, whatever. You didn't heard the stories. You didn't look on TV and saw, you know, going to places like Miami and, 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 and going down to Atlanta and just going into one of them places and just blowing, blowing some money. Uh, you Dave, know what I'm saying? No, I'm sorry. One, one of what places? Yeah. Okay. All right. Don't, <laughs> don't play dumb. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm I'm just trying to clarify what places we yeah. talk about, but but, but proceed. Magic City, <laughs> one of those type of places or whatever. Uh, okay. Okay. Those here. places. Okay. My partner, my partner over here trying to be coy, cool, y'all. But anyway, <laughs> uh, but you know, but if you're a young man and you yeah. say, you know, you didn't heard all this stuff and you know whatever, and you say, oh man, I want to go to Miami Beach or I want to go down to Atlanta and just just. Just take a wad of money and just blow it, you know. Yeah. What would stop you from doing that if you had? It? No, you you're right. And you know, looking at the article, so it says the one guy, and I guess this is maybe the guy from Pretty Ricky. He said he used he he claimed that his loans would be used for two companies he had, but he admitted that he used it to fund a lavish lifestyle. I wonder yeah. if that. I wonder if the IRS or the PPP people would look more favorable on people. So like, okay, I, there's a difference with someone to get their money and they wasted on lavish lifestyle. They front end, you know, they don't want to suffer social media. I wonder if there'd be a difference if somebody got the PPP money, used it to start a business and kind of fund a business that didn't exist prior to them applying for the PPP loan. Well, if you think about it, when they when they set those loans up, they were supposed to be for people. Excuse me, for people who have businesses, right? To be able to pay their, their employees, their employees, right? and so forth, or 
if you had a business that you might have been the main proprietor or, or the sole employee to be able to pay your 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 expenses to be able to keep your business going, you know. Right. But these people who were getting these loans, because a lot of I from what I understood from um, some of the other stuff I've seen with some of the athletes or whatever, they didn't basically all they had to do was say sign their name. And they gave them the money because of who they were, because of their potential to right. be able to pay it back. Or, you know, plus, you know, for a lot of those individuals, they are their business. So, yeah, you know, and well, I mean, I'm, sure, know, I'm sure that the athlete like their their name is their brand and their brand is their business. Yeah. You look at you look at a, a guy like a LeBron James. He well, he's a walking billboard. He's a walking <laughs> sponsor. Yeah, all that endorsement. All, all of that is all of that is all of that is uh, is is a guy like him. You know, uh, you know, you figure Michael Jordan was in his prime playing basketball right now. That would be another person. You know, somebody like him, or you know, or some of these other celebrities that have gotten caught up. But it's just interesting that. You know, you're finding all of this coming out now. And they said there's a lot more to come because oh, they I'm, said they're I'm sure these are I'm the sure. small potatoes, but there's some big potatoes they're going after as well. So um, um, so you're probably going to see some lot bigger names coming up because as this thing's been going, they've been going from the athletes. Now they're going to yep. the entertainers and it's, it's going to be some other names that are going to come out of this thing. So, oh, yeah, I'm you sure. know, well, Dave, let, let me ask you a question. <clears throat> I just want to recap something you said earlier. So you said the guy got 30 months in jail, right? Yeah. Pretty Ricky. What amount of money, if you did not have to pay it back via PPP loan, would you go to jail for for 30 months? Um, they 30 months. <laughs> uh, wait, hold on. Are we talking about white collar? <laughs> <Are we> <laughs> Federal jail, or we talk about hardcore jail. We talk uh, about state penitentiary or something like that. Um, I'm well. I mean, I, 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 can, I can do it. Look, I can, I can, I can, I can get you. Give me, you give me thirty, forty million. I can do federal. <laughs> I can do federal. Okay, all right. Yeah, for 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 because hopefully I'll get good time. You know, time off for good behavior right. and all that good behavior, stuff. all that. Yeah. yeah, because most of these people that go to these federal prisons. How, how often do you hear about them doing the whole time? They sometimes we hear about people with way worse physically violent crime doing yeah. less, or yeah, not less time, but you know half half of their time. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah so, I get it. Yeah, so no, I, I look as long as that money sitting there waiting for <laughs> you. <with. laughs> uh huh. Look, look, you talk about indecent proposal. Yeah, okay, all right. <laughs> you know, so but. I guess we just got to keep an eye on the story and see what happens, man. But I'm sure we'll be talking about this stuff again. I'm sure. Oh, yeah, you I'm, know? I'm, I'm, I'm sure about that. <laughs> no doubt. All right. Well, let's keep it moving. I, you know, uh, one of the things about doing a show like this, y'all, um, is that we get a chance to look at a lot of different stories and, and we come across some things that we it makes you like Arsenio Hall said back in the day, makes you go, mm -hmm. go. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I came across a, a story. Um, I don't know if you guys have been paying attention or heard about it, but um, our Senate minority leader, Mr. Mitch McConnell, uh, 
fooled around and put his foot in his mouth by talking about voters and talking about how um, African-American voters, um, you know, felt he was saying that, you know, African-American voters um, basically were voting like they were Americans, if you know what I'm saying. So basically saying that we, our ballots, our voting ballots were not, shouldn't count because we're African-American. And we were out there voting as though we were regular Americans. <laughs> now, I don't care what you do to try to clean this up. And he's been trying to clean it up, of course. Yeah, he said, I, I know everybody he took it out of context. Did you see this when this happened? Uh, yeah, so I saw on social media. So um, yes. specifically what he said is African African-American voters are voting in just as high a percentage as Americans. Right. So, yeah, I, I, I definitely so, see that that so, separation so, there. Like what 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 are we? What, I mean, are we not American? Or, no, I know we're, I was, we're, no, you were born here, but you're not American. You're African-American, according <laughs> to Mitch McConnell. <laughs> The, the, I don't look the, like a American. I don't look no. like a. Huh. Uh, you're too dark. You're too dark. Yeah, too dark. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right, there guys. Yeah. That's that's what it is. You know. Now this guy's been our Senate Minority Leader for a long time. Okay. So, for him to even say that now, he of course he's done a lot of backtracking on it, and you know he said, "Well, you guys are taking this wrong, and you're trying to make it into something that is not." How can you make something like this into something that it's not? You said it. Right. It's no way to separate African Americans and Americans. What 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 is he talking about? Right. You know, yes, yes, we're voting at a higher percentage now. Okay. And of course, that's happened mainly because ever since the the, the Obama uh, Obama run for pre presidency, or of course the African American voting. Um, has gone up, okay? So, yes, there are more of us voting. I'll give you that. There are definitely more of us voting. But yep. does that mean that we're not Americans because we're voting or we're being excluded as being part of America because we're Black? Or, or, or in this case, African-American? Yeah, you know, I definitely get it. You know, that black people and African Americans are the same. Uh, right. Maybe he doesn't know. So, you know, one one thing. So when I heard it, you know, one of the first things that kind of came to my mind, and I think this is across the board, a lot of people of non-color don't know how to refer to minorities. You know, like they, uh, you know, like so we talk about all these places that need um, cultural sensitivity training and all this stuff, you know, I, I think this should apply to the people in the Senate too, because, you know, a lot of stuff they say, and I mean, to be honest, some of them probably just don't care. <clears throat> um, I, I personally don't think he meant any ill will by this statement. And, and when, when I heard, I didn't get upset, but I think it just goes to, you know, when non-Black people talk about Black people, they just don't know what to say. You know, I, I feel like they always put in their foot in their mouth you know, not necessarily on purpose, but, you know, I definitely think um, some training, some cultural training, some sensitivity training, you know, all, all these things we talk about, 
that people should have in, in the workforce, you know, they need to have here. So like when I look at the statement, I understand what he said. And like, if I could add one word into it, it would probably be, so instead of him just saying African, African-American voters are voting in just as high percentage as Americans. Um, in fact, I'm not gonna take the time now to add the word in, but it, he probably could have added one word that would have made it right. Words subtracted one word. Huh? Or oh, yeah. subtract? Yeah, yep, yep. Yeah, so, you know, cause basically, yeah, everybody gets what he probably was trying to say. Yeah, just okay. how it came off. The fact that, you know, if he had just said that African-American voters are voting at a, at a higher percentage now than ever, he could have left right. it just Okay? All right? But right now, with everything as sensitive as he is, he is a Republican. Of course, yeah. we know all the craziness was going on with the Republicans because they had been basically the identifiable race. I mean, um, I said race. <laughs> the, <laughs> I know they got me on got me on that tangent right now. Uh, the identifiable um, problem when it comes to racism right now because of a lot of the members in the Republican Party. Did I say that right? That sound good to you? Yep. Check mark. Okay. Check mark. Okay. Because of what's going on with a lot of the members within that party. It it didn't sound good coming out of his mouth right. because we know he's Republican. And but then I also will give him a pass because for for one thing, somebody his age, okay, they say a lot, if you ever pay attention, a lot of people that are over 60, 65 years old and Republican white people, they don't know how to talk. They don't yeah, know that, how to talk about black people. I, yep. Because that's exactly what I was saying before. Yeah. It's scary. They don't know how to do it because if it, you know, they come from a different day and time where, you know, when they were growing up, it was okay to say other things about us, you know. Right. Now that we have evolved and have come up and, and, you know, especially a lot of us have woken up, you know, you can't say those things to us anymore. So you had to be careful about how you um, speak to us, how you talk about us. And how you are um, using your words in reference to describing us, you know. So, you know, it's just like everything right now. We're we talked about this before in our cancel. We're in a cancel society right now. You can get canceled real quick these days, just saying one thing wrong. You know, um, you know, um, Steve Harvey said something recently. Steve Harvey said, Steve Harvey said, <laughs> I want to do stand up again, but I would not do stand up until after I retire from all of this other stuff that I'm doing right now. Right. And did you hear him when he said this? Yeah, because I mean, right now, everybody's just so, and I mean, black people, Asian people, Hispanic, yeah. like everybody's so sensitive. And right. the stuff that, I get it, the stuff we said years ago, um, you know, looking at the article, and one thing I always think is funny, and uh, I'll just call this, um, so we heard the late, the one uh, sportscast talk about white tears. Um, I'll call this white guilt. Uh, so yeah. in, the art, in the article, it says, um, 
Mitch McConnell said, but I have African-American speech writers, schedulers, office managers, you know, it's it like trying to justify, you know, what they did have. But, you know, to another point, you know, I, I do agree. So, you know, as I said, you know, I have some property in Alabama. And when we go down there, you know, some of the stuff they say is just for them, that's culture. And I don't necessarily take offense to it, even though I understand it can be different. But when I hear people say blacks and uh, I mean, you know, I, <laughs> you know, I, I've never heard Negro or, you know, the, the other N word, but the stuff they say, I know personally, they'll they I kid you not in the same sentence, they'll say, yeah, you know, those blacks stay on the street, blah, blah, blah. And they'll end it with, OK, honey. Okay, you know, I can you know, in the same sense, and I'm, I'm, I'm thrown off because it's like um, <clears throat> needing cultural sensitivity mixed with some southern hospitality in it, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it's going to be, it's, it's, it's interesting, you know, I mean, you know, this guy, you know, he has all this power as far as the, you know, the house and everything is concerned. And so we just have to pay attention to yeah, how much of a fallout this is going to be, or is it going to be one of those situations where we know they always come out right? Right. All right. You know what I mean? So, but anyway, I'm going to keep it moving. You're listening to News and Trends with Dave and Len. Make sure you are, um, if you have any thoughts on anything that we say, make sure you put it out there in our comment section so we can definitely give you our feedback on everything. But thank you for listening, for those that are listening at this moment. Um, uh, the next story I wanted to get into, and I'm not gonna spend too much time on it, but I just thought it was something that was poignant and something that we needed to pay attention to. Because once again, the University of Michigan, and the University of Michigan is a big school, and it's, it's one of the top schools in the country. Uh, once again, has another doctor that has been accused of sexual misconduct and, you know, and sexual abuse. This time with a bunch of football players, um, over a thousand football players over the years. And there's one particular guy, uh, fo ex-football player, his name is John Vaughn. I actually saw a piece on um, Real Sports, I think it was, that I was watching with Brian Gumbel and them on HBO about this story. And it's really interesting because, you know, like I said, over a thousand football players have said that this guy is sexually abusing. Now, this is the same school that the gymnast doctor, Larry Nasser, was, you know, um, practicing at and was a trainer at. And, of course, he was molesting all these young girls over at, you know, with the gymnastic team, you know? Yep. In fact, Dave, real quick, um, I did just look it up because I was looking for the uh, other information. Uh, Larry Nasser, Michigan State, this guy, University oh, of Michigan. So I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. It is Michigan State. So, yeah, I, just, I that's right. He was at Michigan State. That's um, so my my fault on that. Yeah. But so still, some, still some, cool. something about the Michigan school, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Michigan trainers. And two of the bigger schools in Michigan. That's what's so crazy about it, you know. So, but this young man, uh, that well, the, this John Bond, you know, the, you know these lawsuits, man. Did you see how much the lawsuit was for? Um, uh, no, they were I didn't. Like a four hundred and sixty million dollar was it four hundred and sixty million? 
Oh, I see here four hundred and ninety million. Ninety million. Okay, that they were awarded for over a thousand players, right? Um, that have finished that had played there. This one particular guy, Mr. Vaughn, said that he can count, he can remember about fifty times that this guy did something that was, you know, considered sexual to him while he was training him. And he gave him uh he gave him 50 rectal exams. All right, Dave. Okay, let let, let me stop this right here. <laughs> if, <laughs> what no okay, okay. so for, for anyone listening today, um we have a a, a top ranked college football player as, as one of our oh. co-hosts, Dave Poker. But yeah, yeah. okay, so so Dave, you played college football, and I'm 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 not gonna go into the rectal exams, but okay, as a as a college football player, how 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 do you even see him not kind of you know not knowing or allowing? And I, I mean, you know, we're 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 not condoning any type you. of abuse or Let anything like that. You. Sure. Let me stop you. You were a swimmer. Okay. When you were swimming, okay, and this goes for anybody in high school, uh, any whenever you start doing sports, okay, if you hurt yourself or if you sprain something or whatever the case may be, you go to see the doctor, trainer, whatever, and whatever they whatever they do, whatever they tell you to do, you do, right? Okay, so so swimming is a little bit different because swimming just wasn't prone to injuries going to see a trainer and of course we went to an hbcu so we didn't have a trainer for the swim team so <laughs> so but I, I, I mean i, I mean I, I am and i understand where you're going with that but i just yeah. i can see going to the trainer and certain things but i, I would just think as a, a let's say a an, an 18 year old to let's say 22 year old male that you would be able to recognize when something kind of wasn't right. Well, there are certain injuries that have to do, like when I, I taught for a long time in, in the medical field, and I there's been lawsuits that have come up about people who have, who hurt like their spine or um, had a concussion or something, hit their head or whatever, and a rectal exam was done, believe it or not. And, you know, so the people, you know, file lawsuits, like, why are they giving me a rectal exam when nothing was going on down there? Well, there is a connection to some of the, that doing rectal exams can help to determine the degree of what's going on with the spine or even with some head injuries. So I can see him having that issue um, about, but then keep in mind, this guy, this was back during a time, you know, he was a black football player. He's at a big white school. The doctor, you're there. The trainer's telling you, this is what we're going to do. We got to check you this way. We got to check you that way. A lot of the times, they're not going to say anything. And, and keep in mind, it wasn't just him. I can understand if it was one guy. This guy got away with this many times. Okay. And, you know, it's, it's just weird because, you know, with, with certain sports and these doctors, whatever, you know, uh, 
Tommy was making on on Steve Harvey, uh, nephew Tommy was making fun. Uh, he was doing one of his pranks, and he he did this thing where he was talking about. Um, he was at a barber shop, and the guy, you know, he was he was he called the guy the barber because he didn't. He said he gave him a nice haircut, but he said he kept turning the chair with his private part. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, you know yeah. when you be in a barber shop, the guys would use their hair right. or whatever to turn the chair. And he said he kept brushing his arm with his private part. That was funny, but it made you think because in this type of situation, what if that guy was definitely doing it on purpose to right. brush his part, his private part up against you? And, and he's done it a number of times. And then you say to yourself, wait, hold on. I just think he was doing that for real, on purpose. And so, and that is a form of sexual abuse. If that guy's doing it on purpose, right? Right. So a lot of this stuff, when you look at the story and whatever, when they reported it on TV, and I was thinking the same thing that you were just saying. I was thinking the same thing about, well, this guy's a football player. You know, all he had to do was turn around, smack that guy. He was, a, and this guy's a big dude too. He ain't yeah. a little guy. I'm sure. You know, and I was like, I was like, well, you know, he should be able to know or be able to question. But then, when you're a young kid, you want to play football. You know, look at what happened up there in Penn State. Yeah, I, State. I agree. You know, like kind of like as I was reading the article while you were talking, it says um, um, the guy uh, Vaughn, as you referenced him, one of the things he said is that he wanted to play football so bad. And the trainer was almost like that gatekeeper where the trainer had to approve, you know, the, the trainer yeah. slash doctors had to approve him to play. So. And, and I mean, not to say he subjected himself to stuff, but he knew whatever it took for him to get on that field, you know, he would go ahead and do and, you know, probably not ask many questions about. Um, yeah, and that's the thing, because a lot of players and, and a lot of these young kids, you're playing at a major school. You want to be out there on the field. So you're not going to say anything. But this guy, you know, of course, now thinking back, he said, hey, look, when he started talking to other guys and they started saying, hey, that happened to me too, you know? Then we got a Me Too movement going on right now with the women. This is all how all this stuff comes about. So, but anyway, this everyone, just pay attention to the story because the story's not going away. If you have kids that are playing sports right now, whatever the case may be, talk to your kids. You know, find out if there's been any strange things going on. You know, whatever, tell them to stay aware of what's going on when it comes to these type of situations where they have to see a doctor or a trainer. And if they feel that, you know, they have any questions about anything, definitely they need to talk to you. I mean, we'll we'll leave it at that, you know. So but anyway, I just wanted to bring that story up just to, you know, bring people, you know, awareness to these type of situations, especially if you have kids that are playing ball or something like that now. So. um this moving real quick. You know, they said, Leonard, I don't, I, here we go. Hold on, my don't, football. Hold on, don't, don't, don't end on that story and bring my name into it. No, here we go. Here we go. Leonard, did you watch any football this weekend? Uh, I couldn't. I, I was traveling. But yes, I did. You did look at some? Yeah, I did. Um, I think I saw the end of the Kansas City game. Oh, yeah. Well, that and was I, the best game. Yeah. I, yeah. I, it's funny. I was walking down because I, I was coming back from Alabama. And everybody was standing in the middle. You know how they have the, the gates on the oh, side. And, yeah, everybody yeah, was yeah. standing in the middle because the TVs were out towards, like, the, the ledge. So, 
And everybody yeah. was going crazy, right? About what yeah, was going that, on. They, they was, were. That game especially was the best game of the weekend. And it definitely came down to whoever was going to have that ball last was going to win that game. And Kansas City ended up having the ball last. That was one of the best football games I think I've ever seen, <laughs> especially down the stretch. It was it was out of this world. But this weekend, period, Saturday and Sunday, they're saying right now, and the numbers, you know, the TV numbers and everything are going crazy or whatever. They said that was probably the biggest weekend for – playoff football ever because every game came down to a field goal yeah <laughs> every game came down to a field goal that actually saved the day for the teams <laughs> that won and three out of the four teams that were home the home favorites lost so tom brady and them lost you know aaron Rodgers and them lost they were the favorites at home um the titans uh tennessee titans lost and they were the favorites at home the only team that won that was the, the favorite to win was Kansas City, and they had to barely – they barely right. won that game. You know, <laughs> and so I, 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 heard about, I heard about your boy Antonio Brown uh, trolling the, the Bucks yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course, you know, I, I saw something that he wrote. He said, if I was there, that wouldn't have happened. You know, that type of thing. Well, why weren't you there? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, so. I, I was just going to say, but, but you weren't there, so we, yeah, we shall never know. That's right. Yeah, so the play just wanted to say, you know, um, you know, these playoffs it's going to be an interesting uh, week because you got a lot of new breed, new blood in the playoffs. You know, you got San Francisco, you got uh, you got the Rams, you got Cincinnati. Uh, Cincinnati's quarterback has only been in the league two years now. He's in, he's in the in the semifinals, and then you got, of course, Kansas City with Patrick Mahomes, so Mr. State Farm. So, so right. you know, so that's so it's going to be interesting. So hopefully, when uh, next weekend should be really a great weekend in football, and of course, you know, the Super Bowl, when we got the halftime show, and the halftime show, you know, it's going. You, you don't tell me you don't know who's the halftime show, right? Do you know? I mean, uh, oh, man, man, you're killing me, man. Dr. They, Dre. Dave, right, Dave right, right, right now, I got, I got, I got so much information and knowledge inside my head for Black History Month preparing that you know I was just trying to stay black and die. Oh, uh, uh, you, you trying to jump the gun on the Black History Month already? Yeah. Okay, all right. You know, but well, that's th part. Of, this look, is our month. You know, yeah, well, you know, they're going and they're going to start it off. With, well, black. That's going to be Black History because the Super Bowl, of course, is in February. That's going to be Black right. History when that time show happens that Jay-Z is pulling off. So it's going to be interesting. But anyway, that's my sports moment. What you got for us? Yeah, so so Dave, this was a story that um, is so funny because it kind of had two different sides to it. Um, so for anyone who's familiar, there, there was a clip going around social media in Connecticut. There was a guy at a um, Robex store, which uh, we don't have in this area, so I may not be pronouncing it right. But basically what happened was the video shows a guy, definitely an upset customer um, on a, you know, on a tirade, definitely. So he is in this, it's almost like a smoothie store. He's in the store. The workers there are teenagers. It looks like maybe three teenage girls, one teenage um, boy. And he's yelling, he's cursing. He's saying that he's going to kill somebody. 
Um, you know, he, he threatened to kill them multiple times and it just showed him going berserk. He actually, um, it looks like he grabs the smoothie off the counter and throws it at one of the employees, you know, behind. So of course that video was going around, everybody was up in arms. This morning I was listening to the radio and they kind of gave the other side of the story, which, which I had not heard. So, you know, of course we saw the video where he went crazy, but what they were saying was, uh, the guy who was a, a Merrill Lynch financial advisor had come in, come into the store the day prior and um, his son has a peanut allergy. So I guess with whatever smoothie or, you know, drink he got, he requested that they not put any peanuts or, you know, peanut butter in, in the smoothie. One of the workers probably forgot they put peanut butter or peanut in the smoothie and they, um, his son had a breakout, um, lips swole up, throat swole up. Um, they had to rush him to the hospital. Um, the son turned out to be all right. So fast forward, the video of what we see is a guy coming in the next day, you know, irate, um, definitely giving the teens the business. So, you know, now it's kind of two-sided. So, um, and, and I'll say my son did not have a peanut allergy, but he does have a tree nut allergy. And when he was young, there was a situation where um, it wasn't super serious, but, you know, his uh, throat did swell up, you know, his face started swelling up. So, you know, I definitely understand the concern as a parent, even though a lot of people are saying that, you know, he just took it a little too far with the, I'm going to kill you, you know, some of the racist slurs he, uh, <clears throat> you know, he was saying as well. So. Dave, I'm not sure if you got a chance to see the story, see what your thoughts are. Um, I'm sure you can probably understand both ways, even though, of course, the one way looks like, uh, you know, I think anytime you threaten to kill somebody and anytime you, you know, call people out of their ethnic heritage, you know, that that kind of takes it a little too far. Well, there's two things here that you got to look at. First of all, <laughs> nobody messes with our kids. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, if you're a good parent and you care about your children, I don't care what color you are, you don't mess with the kids. Okay. So, of course, quite naturally, that's going to, when something like this happens, that's going to send you into a rage anyway, because this is your kid. And, you know, and especially if you already said to them, hey, look, does this, you know, have peanut in it or I can't have you put any peanuts in it, or anything that has peanut in it. You know, you can't put it in the smoothie. smoothie. The second thing is, there's always two sides to every story. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So, and of course, that's what social media, the, the social media was created by controversy, causing controversy. Okay, so we had to have the controversial part first. And as you see, especially when it comes to a lot of celebrities and whatever, you know, Tiffany Haddish made a funny last night. You heard about her DUI. Yeah. And they were <laughs> right. talking about how drunk she was and that she was passed out or whatever. So yeah. Tiffany Haddish going of Jimmy Fallon last night. She said she had prayed to God for one good man. And, and God said four. Right. <laughs> you know, talk about right. the cops. Right. Uh, uh, four in uniform. In uniform. In uniform. So, you know, so like I said, there's always another side to the story. But when you start getting into, you can, of course, we get mad. 
you know, we've seen it before. People hit somebody on, in a car, might be a white person, black person, and they get out and they start going at each other, whatever the case may be. And in the heat of the moment, of course, there's going to be some things to come out. And now, of course, quite naturally, if you're a racist. Yep. It, it's going to come out. Definitely come out, you know. But, um, you know, you, you got to give the guy a little bit of a pass because he was concerned about his son and he tried to be proactive with the whole situation, apparently. Right. So um, but you can't call people names. You yeah. can't make them feel lesser than, yeah, somebody messed up. Yes, somebody did. He should have talked to the manager, pulled yeah, that definitely. manager, uh, and, and just had a conversation with that person and, and so forth and so forth. And let them be able to try to rectify the situation, whatever, maybe pay the doctor bill, whatever the case may have been, you know. But to just go off on a tangent like that, yeah, no, that's not right. You can't condone that. Right. So. And, and, you know, the other thing I was thinking, too, is uh, so one, these were mostly teenage girls. Um, of course, the, the story doesn't tell us the person who made the smoothie. They might not even be working that day. You know, like, you, you know how those shift workers are. So it's kind of like, OK, you're coming in, you're upset. And, you know, w- one thing I, I think, cause, you know, I, I watch the ID channel a lot you know, uh, for, first 48, all that stuff. So, yeah. you know, they, they talk about premeditated where it's like, okay, if this this guy had a whole night to kind of think about it, calm down, you know, um, come in the next day, kind of like you said, speak to a manager, maybe have rational, rational. But, you know, of course he came in and I think anytime you talk about killing people in today's day and time, you know, you have to take all those threats serious. So um, it was also yeah. saying that um, yeah. his his job released him, which, and after they released him, he did uh, issue kind of like an apology video, which which we see a lot. <laughs> we see a lot now with a whole yeah. bunch of people in situations. But, because he's got another job. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, he got to get another job and he's got to be able to save face because what company's going to want to hire him Unless it's, you know, one of those good old boy companies right. that say, and you did the right thing. Come work for us. You know, that type of thing. But other than that, yeah. Who's going to really hire? He's got to, he's got to apologize. So. That's, yeah. Yep. So, uh, so, you know, I just want to kind of speak a little bit about that because I saw it and, you know, I definitely thought one way and I, I agree with what you said that there's two sides to every story and, and on via social media, we don't always see the other side and I definitely no. didn't see it. You know, uh, what you say? They don't want us to see the other side. They want us to talk about all the craziness, you know, so because that's what's on social. Right. And and, and real quick, and I know we didn't talk about it, but I'm going to spend less than 30 seconds. There was a um, a situation and uh, my wife was telling me about, you know, she stays up more on the gossip. There was a uh, a rapper, probably like a small time rapper. Um, His girlfriend's son accused him of um being a child molester so the son accused him of like touching him inappropriately the girlfriend blasted him all over social media you know probably ruined his character ruined his rep ruined his image um come to find out the son lied and you know Mm. so that's one of the things that made me think you know when he got blasted that was all over social media when he got redeemed 
that doesn't always, you know, that's not a hot subject. So that doesn't always make it around. Nobody wants to read that. Yeah. You know, so, um, I, you know, that, that's why you want the two sides of every story. One, one side is going to get a lot more attention than the other side. Right. And, 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 and you better hope you on the, you know, the good receiving side rather than the defamation side. So and that's true. That's true. Because, you know, all somebody has to do is go out there and say something like that or say that that person's a cheater and they cheated on that person. And of course, that's the story everybody wants to hear. Yeah. Nobody wants to hear that or not. So, right. Whatever. Right. So moving on. And, and I, I think I'm, I'm going to just brush over this. But um, there was a hockey player, a black hockey player named Jordan Subban, as, as my partner corrected me earlier. And so he is um, in the midst of getting into a fight with another player. As the ref is kind of holding him back and his back is a little bit turned, he states that the white hockey player does a um, almost like a monkey image, like, you know, a monkey posture to him. Um, yeah. at, <laughs> at that point, and it's funny because uh, his statement exactly says that um, he was too coward to fight me face to face. So he made, you know, a monkey posture when my back was turned. So I, I hit him in the face and beat him till he turned into a turtle. And then he said, there, <laughs> Dave, and then he said, there, fixed it. Um, so after that, the uh, white hockey player was let go from his team. And the, um, the guys did a, um, I'll say a, a white guilt video where he apologized. And so this is another thing where I say two sides to the story. Um, did, did you happen to listen to his apology? I don't know if you saw that or not. I did apology, but I knew about the story. Okay. So when I was listening to his apology, what he was saying is that he was not making a monkey gesture. He was making like a tough guy bodybuilder. So if you can imagine kind of people holding their arms down and like kind of pumping up their chest. And when I heard that, I was like, you know what? I could kind of see somebody doing that because I've seen people do that, you know, you know, kind of try, you know, uh, you know, pump up, pump out the chest and all that. Um, I think my question would be, has he done it before? So if this is something he regularly does. That may be one side of the story. If it's not something he regularly does, then, you know, of course it is what it is. But, you know, even with that, you know, I think with different cultures, you can't do the same thing for every culture. So if I pump up my chest like a tough guy, and maybe it looks like a gorilla or ape, I may not be able to do that to black people just because of, you know, the reference that we kind of associate certain things like that too. So, you know, it, it's so crazy because, you know, I just felt like that was another side where, of course, he was trying to say he didn't, he was crying in his video. And, you know, I think it's just one of those things where, you know, you have to, you have to know your audience. You have to know who you're dealing with and, you know, and certain things that you may do for, you know, to your white friends, you can't do to black people. And, you know, whether it was mistaken or not, um, Jordan Subban definitely uh, put his hands on him. Well, let me say this real quick in, in, in reference to the story. Um, Jordan is, has a brother named PK, who's one of the top, black players in the league uh, been for a long time very popular guy in the league um 
because he, he and he is a very good um, hockey player. Hockey is not our sport. <laughs> I mean, it's not our sport. And there's only uh, a few of us in hockey right now. So because of that, um, we have to make sure that the ones that are in hockey, that we're, you know, that they are taken care of and not being treated. But there's a lot of racial slurs and everything that the black players take in the hockey, in hockey. And there's a lot that go on behind the scenes, especially in those in, in the hockey towns in Canada, the places in Canada and places um, in the South. Yeah, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of um, brutal treatment that those players go through that are minority in hockey. That's why we haven't. That's one of the sports we haven't taken over yet. If you follow me, <laughs> yes, <laughs> right. We so, come in. Yeah, but yeah, because. This PK, uh, if you ever watch this PK Subban play, and Jordan is good too, but PK is really, really good, you know. So, you know, and they, you know, a lot of the players hate him because he's so good, you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> right. So, so, you know, I'm just saying, you know, we haven't taken it over yet, but we coming. So, you know, so, but yep. that's all I got about that. Yeah. So, um, so anyone listening, if you have any comments about that, if you get a chance to check out the video, especially the apology video. Um, make sure you comment on our page. And then, Dave, the last story, I'm just going to roll through this real quick. Of course, uh, Kevin Hart, Meek Mills, and Michael Rubin, uh, the Sixers co-owner, recently made a $15 million donation to the Philadelphia, um, the city of Philadelphia schools, not the public schools, but to the private and parochial right. schools. Um, so, really you know, of course, what do you say? People are really upset about that. You know that, right? Yeah. Well, you know, and again, I was listening to the radio. And <clears throat> so I, a lot of people were calling to the radio saying, you know, the Philadelphia, the city of Philadelphia schools really need the money. You know, they don't have books. They don't have computers. The buildings are falling down. And um, before I give my take on it, I, you know, I just want to hear your take. Well, you know. I, I guess the relationships always come into play when it comes to donations like this, you know, and having the relationship. We don't know. Maybe somebody's kids go to schools in these, some of these schools, if you know what I'm saying. And, um, you know, or or they are just trying to keep um, certain connections. If, if you know what I'm saying, high high place connections with um, some of the people that may be in these schools. I really feel, yes, that with the public schools that they probably should also do some type of endowment or something for the public schools as well. Because, I mean, they definitely all got the money to be able to do that. So if you want to donate 15 million to the private schools and everything, why not donate 15 million to the public schools? Right. I mean, you know, unless they're worried that the now it could be that maybe money was done earmarked for the public schools and maybe the money didn't get used the right way. You know, it could, it could be, like I said, two sides of every story. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. Right. And, and, you know, so what I was thinking about that, especially after hearing some of the radio comments for two things, one is the city of Philadelphia schools are funded by taxpayers. So 
you know, there should be allocated money for those schools, whether there are or not. Um, if, if I'm donating, donating money to an organization and this organization is not effectively using their money to disperse it how it needs to be, be dispersed, would, would, I even do, would I even use my money to donate to that organization? So like, that's one way I was thinking after the radio this morning. And then the second thing I was thinking is um, kind of twofold. So there's probably a lot of kids who would like to go to private and parochial schools, a lot of probably kids of color that probably don't have the money. So if this money was kind of giving scholarships or assistance to, you know, those kids, and, you know, I'm, I'm definitely with it. Okay. Yeah. So. And, and actually, I, I can agree with everything you just said. And it, it, like I said, uh, before you said that, there's two sides to every story. So yeah, maybe there's exactly. one money because i think i've heard that money's been given to the public schools over the last couple of years now what happened to the money maybe it got misappropriated pro, um, misappropriated to um things that shouldn't you know maybe they went to some of these ppp loans <laughs> <you know? laughs> right <laughs> you know so we never know but hopefully hopefully that we'll we'll get an answer to that question in, in reference to, or maybe maybe somebody else will step up and donate some money as well, or maybe they'll do it. Who knows? Yeah, no, we, no we'll find out. Yeah. So. Yep. So um, that's everything I have for today. Um, I want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, you're listening to News and Trends with Dave and Lynn. Uh, make sure you follow us on all podcast platforms, including Podbean, YouTube, Facebook, on all everywhere. of them. We on all of them, y'all. Don't. Don't, don't say you can't find us. We, we out there. We out there. So. Yep. So make, make sure you listen. Make sure you, you share. Make sure you tell a friend. If you have any comments, suggestions for topics, make sure um, you put it on our Facebook page, YouTube channel, or Podbean site. Um, other than that, Dave, do you have any final words? Uh, all I'm going to say is, um, you know, like Leonard said, I just want to say thank you for listening, everyone. And um, you know, we are getting ready to go into Black History Month, so we're going to try to try to keep everything focused on those things in the next month or so, talking about Black History. So just make sure you tune in and we go from there. All right. So everybody, we can't wait to see you next time. Have a good week and make sure you tune into our Friday show. Ladies and gentlemen, for another edition of News and Trends with your host, Dave and Lynn.